Welcome to the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast, helping one student at a time. Visit NPTEFF.com to enroll today so you can pass tomorrow. Thank you for joining us here on the NPTE Final Frontier Podcast. My name is David. And my name is Nick. Today, we'll be discussing both lung volumes and capacities, and then discussing them in regards to restrictive and obstructive conditions. It's very important to understand the definitions of lung volumes. Let's also combine that with an easier way to remember those lung volumes and lung capacities. This, is, this trick, it's called the six liters of soda. So what you want to do, take a piece of paper and draw it a small capital E. Now, let's draw a larger capital E, starting from the top of our previous small capital E, that top line. Now, that middle and bottom line of the larger E, that's going to be going below the middle and the bottom line of your smaller E. This way, you have one, the only ones that should be overlapping is that top line making the top part of both E's. That's the only part that's overlapping. After this, you're going to write 6L at the very top of that because it's going to represent 6 liters. Now, since you're dealing with that 6 liters of soda, you want to spell out liter going down. So you're going to be writing that down vertically. So you're going to write... In e fill in each column, L-I-T-E-R, from top to bottom. The first section will be that I. This is going to represent inspiratory reserve volume, also known as the IRV. This is the volume of air inspired in excess of tidal breathing, and this is termed inspiratory reserve volume. The second section, this is going to be that T. This is the tidal volume. This is also known as TV. This is the volume of air inspired or expired during normal resting ventilation. The third section is E. This stands for expiratory reserve volume also known as ERV. The volume of air exhaled in excess of tidal breathing, this is what that is. After all of this, once you conclude that part of the drawing, now we have that R left. That R stands for residual volume, also known as RV. Residual volume is the volume of air remaining within the lungs after ERV has been exhaled. Now let's sit back, look at your drawing all come together, and let's now add a little bit to it with lung capacities. All right, so a capacity is a combination of two or more lung volumes. And we're going to review inspiratory capacity, functional residual capacity, vital capacity, and then finally total lung capacity. So let's start with inspiratory capacity, or also called IC. And this is the amount of air that can be inspired after a tidal exhalation. And inspiratory capacity is the tidal volume plus the inspiratory reserve volume 
or also referred to as IC equals TV plus IRV. Next is functional residual capacity or also called FRC. And this is the amount of air that remains in the lungs post a tidal exhalation. Now functional residual capacity is the residual volume plus the expiratory reserve volume or also referred to as FRC equals RV plus ERV. Next, we have vital capacity or VC, and that's the amount of air within the lungs that's able to be voluntarily controlled. So vital capacity is the inspiratory reserve volume plus the tidal volume plus the expiratory reserve volume, or we can refer to it as VC equals IRV plus TV plus ERV. Now vital capacity is closely related to a forced vital capacity or an FVC. So when measuring vital capacity, an individual is typically inspiring maximally and then exhaling as hard and fast as they can into a device until they have exhausted their expiratory reserve volume. Since this is a forced maneuver, it's termed forced vital capacity. And finally, Total lung capacity, or TLC, is the sum of all lung volumes, or we can also say that it's the maximum amount of air within the lungs. Total lung capacity is the tidal volume plus the inspiratory reserve volume plus the expiratory reserve volume plus the residual volume, or we can refer to as TLC equals TV plus IRV plus ERV plus RV. Now let's travel back in time. Let's go back to that mnemonic. Remember those two E's that you drew earlier. Look at that smaller E. That small E that you drew earlier, that's in reference to the vital capacity that Nick was just talking about. So if you look at that, that is going to help you remember that IRV plus TV plus ERV equals VC. Because remember, we spelt that liter going down vertically. Now let's look at that larger E. That larger E that we drew earlier is in reference to total lung capacity. That's the TLC. This is going to help you remember that IRV plus TV plus ERV plus RV equals TLC. Let's divide that larger E in half. So we're looking at the split between the VT section and the ERV section. The bottom section of the larger E is in reference to the functional residual capacity, the FRC. And this helps you remember that ERV plus RV equals FRC. That top section of the larger E is in reference to the inspiratory capacity, the IC. And this is going to help you remember that IRV plus TV equals IC. Great. We can now review flow rates quickly as they measure the amount of air moved in a certain period of time while reflecting the difficulty of lung ventilation, airway state, and the lung tissue elasticity. So for example, expiratory flow rates refer to the volume of exhalation divided by the amount of time needed for that volume to be exhaled. 
One measurement that may come up when reviewing is the forced expiratory volume in one second, or also called the FEV1. And this is the amount of air that's forcefully exhaled during that first second of a forced vital capacity. And FEV1 can be expressed as a volume or a percentage of the FVC, and it can represent some degree of the status of the lung airways, or we can say that it's the reflection of airflow in the large airways. So to obtain a percentage of the FVC, one would just divide the FEV1 by the FVC and then multiply by the 100. To put numbers to this, a healthy or a typical individual's FEV1 is greater than or equal to 70% or 75%, depending on the source that you use, of the FVC. And we're going to dive more into this value when we review both obstructive and restrictive pathologies. Let's talk about chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD. These are the diseases of the airways, which produce obstruction to expiratory airflow. Airflow obstruction can be related to retained secretions, inflammation of the mucus lining of the airway walls, also bronchial constriction related to increased tone or spasm of the bronchial smooth muscles. Weakening or support structures of the airway walls can also be of this. All of these conditions have the potential to decrease the lumen and increase resistance to expiratory airflow. Some examples of this would be uh, cystic fibrosis, asthma, emphysema, chronic bronchitis, bronchiectasis, or COPD. So now I know you're over there. You're wondering, how do obstructive lung diseases affect lung volumes and capacities? Well, let me tell you. What they're going to do, they're going to increase TLC and RV as a result of air trapping and lung hyperinflation. You're also going to have the FRC increase. The VC and IRV will be reduced. FEV1 divided by FVC ratio, that's going to decrease as the severity of the lung obstruction increases. Also, the peak expiratory flow rate is going to be normal or reduce as well. All right, now we can move on to restrictive. Now, without going into so much detail, because we can spend an entire episode on just restrictive lung diseases, these restrictive lung diseases typically present with difficulty expanding the lungs with accompanying decreases in the lung volumes. Or simply put, we can say that the amount of moving in and out of the lungs is just being reduced overall. One of the most common restrictive lung diseases can be idiopathic pulmonary, pulmonary fibrosis. Now, a restrictive lung disease can be secondary to some pathology of the alveolar parenchyma and or the pleura, along with changes to the chest wall and or the neuromuscular changes of the thorax. As the lungs get harder to expand or as they're getting more stiff, the individual must work harder to try and maintain an adequate lung expansion and the ventilation. So in relation to the lung volumes, a restrictive lung dysfunction typically brings about a decrease in all of the volumes and the capacities, but we can review specifically that the inspiratory reserve volume, the tidal volume, and the expiratory reserve volume are decreased. The residual volume typically decreases, but it can increase in various neuromuscular diseases 
or disorders such as a spinal cord injury or ALS. There's typically a reduction in vital capacity, functional residual capacity, and total lung capacity. And then finally, expiratory flow rates may be typical. And specifically looking at the FEV1, FVC ratio, that may be typical or even increased. So an increased FEV1% of 80 to 90% could be reflective of a more restrictive lung dysfunction. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. For more information, make sure that you check out NPTEFF.com. You can also check us out on all of our other social media platforms, such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We hope this episode on lung volumes and capacities, and then a slight touch on restrictive and obstructive conditions was helpful. And we look forward to you joining us here next time for the NPTE Final Frontier podcast. Thank you.